Uh, good afternoon, everyone. We are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. And the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home welcome back welcome back welcome back to the you must stay at home period podcast today's episode is featuring yours truly the buck and we also, as usual, have the Dinah Ross of this thing, the lovely Karen with the hard end. Cha-cha, real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have, last but not least, Brother Cephas. Bring it back now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you want to do the little sounds, doesn't it? Take it back now, y'all. Cha-cha now, y'all. Like, I had to, I had to hold myself oh, back. Anyway. Oh, how are you all, gentlemen, this evening? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Now that I've finally figured out one of the great mysteries of blackness today. Oh, oh do tell. The great mysteries of blackness. We're going to make that a now, when brother, the great, late, great Teddy P in uh, Come On Over to My Place, when he said cold, cold wine, was that, in fact, did he mean really cold, cold wine, like a certain temperature? Or is he just trying to bridge the song from that line to let's, you know, take a sip some cold, cold wine, dance the music nice and slow? Your thoughts? Well, first of all, um, I can't talk about Come On and Go With Me or Come and Go With Me. I forget what the uh, official title is. Come On and Go With Me. Without <laughs> those gorgeous um, strings, string instruments, uh, that string section in that song is just beautiful. You know, that's what it, when it, with the intro as it, as it leads into the song, got those beautiful strings. But uh, I'm going to say, this is a good question, right? Like, why the emphasis right like what is he trying to tell us about this wine i'm gonna say that it was strictly a timing issue and he just was trying to make us make his way through that bridge but it's a good question i think he was she had just come in to his place <laughs> and brought over a bottle of champagne or could have been some fly shit, and she put it on ice and says don't worry I have a new technique to chill this champagne much faster than you think so we can get started on our night of impassion on our passion or night filled with passion and and romance and uh hold, hold, the on, trick. Hold, hold on see because Karen doesn't see it as a night of passion and romance she has an alternative view which we've discussed before all well, I don't. I don't want to step on his explanation because I was enjoying the scene. I was about to give. That, a, I was oh. about to give a cold, cold wine cooling trick tip for people that may not know. Many people probably know it, but just in case, I'm going to mansplain. 
<laughs> as the old nigga named Steven said, I'm here. If you take a paper towel, moisten it under the sink, faucet, wring it out so it's damp or dry, wrap it around that cold, cold bottle of wine or that warm bottle of wine, put in the freezer for just, or any bottle you have that you want to freeze quickly. Boom. Five minutes, chilled. Cold, cold uh-huh. wine. Okay. Come on over to my place. For date rate. That's what the song is really about. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, how did he get a date rate? You get it rid You gave her that, uh, what, yes. what was it called? What were they called? Quaaludes. The Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Yes, you the date rate. Quaaludes. That's, what, that's why it, the wine had to be cold so you couldn't taste it. But she took the Quaaludes <laughs> willingly. We don't know if she did. <laughs> Thought she was having a drink of cold, cold wine. And you, you don't know, put quaaludes to, in cold wine. It's not gonna dissolve. To get to cold, get cold you know, wine. to enjoy each other's company. And then it turned into date rape. So cold, cold wine in front of cozy lit fire. Well, that's what you think they were having Bible study or is that in the song? Yeah. A fire? Yeah, it's in a cozy lit fire. That's one of the lines. Oh, okay. I must not have ever understood that that's what he was saying. Uh, okay. But um, yeah, well, you know, they maybe she thought they was just going to sit there and hold hands and gaze lovingly into each other's eyes, but he had other plans. You know what the best use of that song is? Probably, uh, no, no, the second, second the best use, obviously, it's a baby making song. But the second would be using it and playing a first person shooter. That song was great. Hmm. Like me, like me and Cephas did in in college. Wow. We were running around trying to shoot each other on uh, on Goldeneye playing. Did Come on all, over to my place. Did you all play Teddy Pendergrass while y'all were in a room by yourselves playing video games? Ha 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 ha! I'm asking. I don't it's know. just it's just the irony of it. Oh okay. Are you being intolerant? Come no, on, no, on. I'm I'm come just on. asking if, if you <laughs> come all on over to like my to... place and you and you chasing somebody down the corridor trying to shoot them in the back. Okay. I no, just no, no, no. didn't know if you all were making a declaration. Something I didn't know about you guys. But long suspected. <laughs> but long suspected. Are you, are you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Someone we know was a little jealous would always a comment on that as well. If you look yeah. my friend, mm, mm, so mm. we have our somebody used to. Well, never mind. I don't want in case they ever listen to this podcast. Well, detail off air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Detail>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, that in the garden song is also about date rape, so we can say. That. Ha- whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. How's in the? I barely feel like in the garden. Barely feels sexual to me. I mean, it's all you know. Because why would you be out in a garden yeah, you, right. unless you want to attack oh, somebody and be all. hidden? The the secret garden. Come on. Well, the secret garden. So you don't want voyeurs. You don't want people to see you. Right. You don't want to see you. They. You don't want people seeing you assault somebody. Oh, you're such a puritan. <laughs> And, then, and, girl, and that's that's probably person. gang rape because how many people sing that song? <laughs> <laughs> like five, five, five niggas. I, that song, that song always creeped me out uh, when I was a kid. The creepiest part of that I can song deal with coming uh, over me, but I can't deal with the, the, the in the garden. Oh. The creepiest part was Barry White. He said, "I'll take care of you." That's what a man's supposed to do. 
that that was that yeah was when nobody's looking and i'll drag God. you into the bushes and assault you <laughs> in the garden come here young gal yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's how they that's how they talk holla, to you holla, 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 that's holla. how they talk to you too all right so smile yeah <laughs> hey, thank you why, for why, uh why you smiling? <laughs> thank you for uh resolving that uh black mystery for us but that's uh we all learned something i think <laughs> so moving right along me and cephas were having another conversation which we weren't we didn't involve you in it karen obviously this that is a, the this is a common thing you guys like to do apparently <laughs> I mean, yeah go ahead catch me up you're too busy so um we were talking about joe biden and that crime bill and why he doesn't really go into like a hundred percent of what the crime bill is all about apparently the first draft or, or his part of it that he actually wrote was you know not as um not as bad as everybody's saying it was until the republicans got a hold of it and i guess Cephas can i don't want to spoil everything Cephas can take it away from there you're not spoiling anything it's not that my what we were talking about was new game uh, okay so we think back about to 1994 and who the 50th uh who was the 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 50th speaker of the united states house of representatives was i guess he wasn't that until the next year but he was on his way to becoming that right new gingrich Mm -hmm. harrisburg pennsylvania university of west georgia georgia right wasn't he the georgia congress member sixth district then yeah. he has her took his job at yeah. the end. No, his, uh, well, took his, took over as speaker. Took over as a speaker, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he got charged from Hazard child from, rapes from, from Illinois. Um, yeah, sadly. But oh, his child rapes or what, right? But they didn't catch rapes, him. They didn't, was, uh, teen uh, when he was the the Washington until a couple coach. years ago. No, right? They didn't catch him until well after he was out of office. So. Yeah. But they did put his ass in jail. No, well, uh, no, he was still in office. No, he wasn't. He had to resign because of Haster. Oh, then no. he was, yes, yes. No. That's the reason he resigned. Yes. Yes, I remember when it happened. Yes. It was like four years ago he resigned. It says he served from two thousand. He served till two thousand seven. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he was out of office by the time they busted him. Let's see. No. Go ahead and uh, finish. Uh, the background on Newt while I look this up. I could be wrong because I'm always wrong. So you're right. I hope you're right because I like to be wrong. Point of story. <laughs> so uh, we think back to 94 and I was talking to another buddy. They didn't. Bunch of it, buddies. The scandal didn't break till 2013, 2015. Okay. You've been out of office by then. So um, always wrong again. So we could we should have a sound a logo like a little chime for loud well and wrong. hey See, you're this. you're on a winning streak though for being right hey i, hey, I love it uncle sequel's chef if i say it it's right that's like i'm right and i say so uncle sequel say it and it's right See ya. <laughs> um but yeah so when we think about the 94 crime bill i don't know if you guys remember but i remember i was a 
live. I was in high school and I remember having a civics class. I had a civics class in high school. I know that it's not mandatory now, but I remember it happening. Like, it's fine. But I went to this, I went to, I, I remember it happening. I remember talking about it and I remember thinking about the crime bill and I remember talking to even to my grandparents and the holidays and you know holidays are approaching us and my favorite holidays are long been Thanksgiving because there was always the political commentary from our wise relatives and in my family we had black republicans and black democrats and they would battle each other and it was my favorite time of year because I never fucked with the black de- black republicans in the family <laughs> and it was always great to hear them get as as the uh, conservative Republicans say now, owned by the libs. So, um, point of it all is I remember all of that back then. And I remember the crime bill, but everybody was pretty much in favor of the crime bill because it had so many great programs built into it, social programs. And I was talking to Buck about it because I'm like, let me go back and think about this because I remember, I'm like, hold on a second. And August 14th, 1994, Kenneth Cooper, the Washington Post wrote, the title of the article is GOP's beef with beleaguered crime bill shifts to pork, quote, unquote. And the first sentence is, a major reason cited for the House's stunning vote last week to block the crime bill was the Republicans' contention that it would waste billions of dollars on unnecessary social programs. So I'm like, well, shit. And that was all led, the uh, effort led by motherfucking Newt, the Grinch, Gingrich. Mm. And all of those social programs were special drug courts, programs, alternative sentencing, treatment programs, all of that type of thing to really combat actually what drugs are. Like drug, what the crime bill was to combat drugs and all of that. That's what it was all designed to do. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm talking to Buck, why doesn't Joe Biden ever bring this up when he talks about the crime bill? They, yes, he may. And when you hear all of these um, personalities and influencers of the uh, new progressive or the new black media, whatever, or, I think that's the term they go by. Um, new black you know, media. Yeah. The, how come they never, when people call into those shows, they don't talk about that part? And they think that voting, that voting isn't binary for president in America, isn't binary. And it's a binary system. So you have two choices, really, that matter. And to pretend like Joe Biden is the reason for, solely the reason for this, yeah, maybe he kind of is, but shit. It's because of the Republicans that you're pretending are so helpful and you're considering giving your vote to them because when I listen to those shows people plenty of people call and say I'm a Trump supporter and I'm a Republican and that's what they talk about because the Democrats never do anything for black people they just take our vote for granted it's not necessarily that and there was that that uh, young brother from Baton Rouge Louisiana that we talked about before uh, Gary Chambers Jr who was on some show doing an interview explaining that specific process how it's a piece by piece. It's a step by step fight. It's not. I'm a. I'm going to do nothing, and that's going to create change. 
Right. You, th- there has to be some sort of action to create a reaction. Vote for this person and get these people. No, they may not be doing what you want right now, but there's a process. And just like the Sixers, trust the, trust the process. So mm-hmm. what are you... Uh, sorry, sorry, Buck. Go ahead. No, but I was going to say that, so essentially to sum things up, see, because what you're saying is um, Joe, Joe Biden presented the crime bill and all Newt Gingrich did was take all the helpful things out and leave all the draconian things in. Exactly. And yes, it's also Joe Biden's fault and the Democrats' errors' fault for still going along with it to pass it because what I remember from it was that it didn't, the crime bill wasn't an easy thing to pass. And if you think about it back then, what white supremacist uh, power structure would say, no, let's not pass this draconian thing that would imprison tons of black folk. Why would they ever say no? And then you think back, oh, it wasn't that simple. They crafted this thing that was fairly progressive into what it is now, what we know it is as to what what we know it after it's happened into today, after all that's gone by and and uh, turned it into that draconian thing because it wasn't initially. And we think, why does Biden talk about it? Because the motherfucker probably forgot. Well, he right, he probably he forgot. Want to go down that slippery slope. He forgot, but yeah. you know, I think he doesn't get into it because um, the nuances of explaining how the you know legislation gets passed. How yeah, the slope is too slippery to is, even. Right, like when you start unpacking get off that all, ski slope, all the machinations that it took to get that thing to come together. No black um, dime, stay on that bunny hill where he, where right. he is. Right, <laughs> I've seen because uh, I have seen him in the limited times that he will like try to defend his role in it say well the black caucus and the clergy really wanted that bill and that part is true i remember i remember as a kid um watching you know not not, this was before i understood you know much political nuance of you know just seeing seeing images on the news and um, I remember seeing the Black Caucus, you know, all of them bunched together. And I remember seeing footage of all these Black clergy that were saying, yes, we need this bill. We are urging Congress to pass this bill. We want this bill because crime has overrun uh, our inner city communities. And, you know, we need to start, you know, they would highlight all these horrible stories like, you know, like you do when you're trying to get a bill passed you highlight the worst thing the worst example of a situation that the bill could rectify and so they were talking about you know drug lords and how they were you know killing kids in the process of you know in the crossfire of these gang wars and all this and addicting people and it was devastating black families so forcing kids to smoke crack the jamaicans chopping heads off in the park right so it was new jack city in all of the uh, in all the American inner cities, and so I've seen him like try to like you know he throw that out there without getting into it. But this it, it is a very complicated, nuanced thing. You bring up a, an excellent point that I haven't considered uh, in a long time, which is you know why why did the Republicans what was in the original bill, and why did you know why what was behind that not it making it into the final bill uh, that was passed? So. 
um, yeah, uh, black folks should always keep in mind that Republicans never have your best interest at heart. They are always trying to put you back on the plantation in shackles. All and, the time. I don't care you, what they do. Every once in a while they do a few good things, but generally speaking, they're trying to put you back into slavery. And you should just use that as a handy shortcut to knowing if a Republican is telling you something, they're lying to you. And it's, it is against your best interest, period. And you know what? I, I distinctly remember even close relatives kind of celebrating that bill like, oh, three strikes. Are they really cracking right. down on these, right. on, these, exactly. on these young dudes? Right. Because I think that years ago, we didn't really think about white supremacy and its influence on everything. Like all, all segments of society, which generally well, we were, our crime in our community is economically driven. Right. But Nobody what we were dealing about. with, you know, people, people uh, are quick to make rash decisions when they're dealing with an immediate threat. Right. And I don't know what it was like where y'all grew up, but where I grew up, it was really, really bad. It was really, really, really bad. Uh, the shootings, the um, the gang turf wars, um, the the just crime in the 80s and 90s. You know, my my parents, we couldn't go nowhere. We couldn't do nothing without their supervision because it was dangerous to live in a black community. You know, an average black community uh, in an inner city. Right. I don't know. Does anybody else remember not being able to wear certain colors because you get shot? Yeah, I remember that myth. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh... It wasn't a myth where I lived. Like that would routinely uh, be highlighted on the news almost every night. Some kid gunned down because they had a red jacket on versus a blue jacket or a black jacket. Yeah, all that stuff is it's really tough. Nobody... When a kid trying to pick out a coat and you can't choose between blue, black and red. It's tough. It was very easy to to fall into that narrative of, you know, what about black on black crime and all that stuff. It was very easy to fall into that. Well, it wasn't I a narrative. Mean, it wasn't a narrative. That's what I'm trying to say is that, right, that's why, you know, it was easy to fall into because that was the, that was a real existential threat at that time. Oh, and, I'm, I'm, you know, right. yeah, we overcorrected because of what you said, right, we weren't looking at the big picture, but, you know. There's a book that I found. Sorry, there's a book mm -hmm. that I found that I to, on this topic because I wanted to learn more about it called "Locking Up Our Own Crime and Punishment in Black America" by <clears throat> this white Yale professor named James Foreman Jr. Won a Pulitzer Prize, I think, in 2018, 2017. Mm -hmm. But I found it. I ordered it on uh, Amazon.com. So it comes tomorrow, so maybe if I read it by the next pod, I'll uh, have some better insight for you guys. But I talked to one of my more learned friends who writes on the topic often and pointed me in that direction. So locking up our own crime and punishment. It's, it's a $9 on uh, in paperback on Amazon. No. It's not a commercial, I'm sorry. This, this, this dude is super biracial. Good for him. Um, so yeah, let us know uh, when you get, once you get some, some uh, points out of it, where, where he's going with that. Oh, he's biracial? He's not white? No, I assumed he was white, too, and that's why I Googled him, but yeah, he's like mad biracial. Oh, like, no, I did. I just looked at the Amazon of biracial. The little tiny three centimeter by three centimeter mm. thumbprint on Amazon. I just saw that. Okay. 
All right, glad. Uh, it's Feel a, better now. It's a right, right. Me too. Um, it's an interesting question, but Biden's just trying to, you know, he gets tripped up and, like you said, he probably trying to remember all of that whole um, that whole process of getting that thing passed. Um, you know, because Hillary tried to explain it, right? She tried to unpack it, and the activists showing up to her rallies. In... His brother's name is Chaka. Oh wow! So so he's uh, black. Yeah, yeah, right. He's a brother. <laughs> well, he's biracial, but uh, uh, she tried he's to a... unpack it at uh, her rallies, and then... yeah, black. And the Black Lives Matter activists were not having it. They would just, you know, I saw them, they accosted uh, Bill Clinton when he tried to talk about it. They just shouted him down, Um, you know, when Hillary tried to talk about it. So Biden just learned the lesson, like, just don't even try to defend it. Just say, well, you know, black folks wanted it too. You know, we thought we were doing the right thing and we realized that we weren't. So there you go. so yeah, that's it was. I'll, I'll say this um, before we, uh, unless anybody else has anything they want to add, it's interesting that you know from '94 to now, which is what um, almost 30 years, 20, 25 years or so, the the um, span of which in which uh, we've covered in terms of the change of perspective, like Buck was saying today you know if you tried to pass a bill like that people would scream scream bloody murder because we look at the the genesis of crime in a different way um but if you look at it now and see that how the way that drugs is dealt with now meth opioids heroin all of that mm -hmm. a lot of those things are taken directly from that original crime bill that's why they were already poised to go because they already knew how to handle it in the right. right way. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting now that in our lifetimes, um, it is poised to be dealt with in a different way. You know, you've had some, I think, are kind of flaccid attempts at criminal justice reform, to be honest. Uh, I'm not impressed with much that's been done so far but you know i'm glad folks are trying to work well, what has it. been done so far aside well, that's from what california that's why i call it that's why i called it flaccid uh so far um uh barack commuted barack and eric holder commuted a bunch of sentences for non-drought non-violent drug offenses and trump signed into law something that would i don't even know what their drug bill would do but it also, you know, reduced the sentencing disparities, I think, between crack and cocaine. So folks are at least talking about the issue, which is more... All those people are already in their 20th year of prison anyway, so... Right, right, right. Yeah, like Alice Walker that Trump let out, right? She'd already served 20 years or so. But, you know, at least the needle is moving on, right? We couldn't even get folks to talk about the disparities uh, in sentencing for crack and cocaine. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So at least it's improving, but it's interesting to me just how far the needle has moved on that conversation that now we are looking at policy through the lens of, you know, what's the racial impact and, and how do we um, deracialize, or maybe deracialize isn't the, the word to use, but how do we construct policy in a way that it doesn't end up disproportionately negatively impacting Black people? So. Um, 
I'm excited for what this new administration looks like it will mean for that. So we'll see. Still, I'm I mean, still, I'm still optimistic that Biden is going to be like a secret LBJ somehow. I mean, I mean, speaking of, um, you know, this the whole crime bill and and you know, black on black crime, crime in the city. Uh, we had a, a young brother lose his life. I believe it was yesterday or the day before in Philadelphia. He was apparently, from what I've read, he was mentally ill. And the police were called and they ultimately, make a long story short, you know, shot his brother down. But the thing that's that's just as, well, not as problematic as that, that's very problematic, is some of the reactions of of some of the people I know in Philadelphia um, who are saying, well, well, we we're worried about that. The cops shooting and it might have been justified shooting, but uh, we killing each other all the time, and no one says anything about that. It's like, wait, who said that? Oh, it's plenty of people on uh, black folks I know on social media Ugh, from okay. Philadelphia, and they and they mention, you know, the what about black on black crime? Wow. And if we stop killing each other, maybe they'd stop. The, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's like if you you can pull all the guns out their hands, but if you don't address the economic issue, which is leads to the violence, you, these guys have are fighting for scraps. Right. So that, that's oh, they're going to get that's... violent doing. They're going to be violent doing it. You know, like anybody else right. in, in a in an animalistic. Um, it's like saying, it's like when Chuck Schumer, there was that uh, veteran in the news recently who who killed himself because he wasn't able to pay his mortgage hmm. mm. and then Chuck Schumer's response was let's put some throw some money at anti-suicide prevention or suicide prevention not anti let's throw money at suicide prevention yes. when the issue is not fucking prevention. the issue is the motherfucker's broke and couldn't pay his mortgage was this a black veteran? say it again was it a black veteran? I don't know. I, oh, just, okay. I just read the story. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but right, you're explaining that the answer to it is like your it's a myopic response to yeah. It's so it's so many black folks even in in our. But it's also the media that still... they're consuming. I'm sure that from the media they're consuming, they're probably listening to. They're not listening to to uh, K Y they're not listening to us they're not but they're not listening to they're listening to they're they're looking at facebook and the memes and their co-workers white co-workers that are like wow what about the black they're looking at all the people their their coon fellow parishioners and i think they're just upset and don't know what to do so that's the easiest thing to say the hardest thing to do is really address the the racial disparities in economics. Yeah, that's a, right. Because, because exactly. You can't really, well, we, uh, you, can't really gra- you can. It's easy to attack those young guys, but you don't yeah. understand that. Right now, there's six-year-olds in school right now, and you're creating the 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 violence for ten or fifteen years from now. You're creating them now by yeah. not doing shit with them. These other guys running around the street now, do it. It's too late for them. 
Well, that's the that's not the, that, that's not, not necessarily too late. Not necessarily, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. It's but like they have right. You've already you've already set them on a path, and it's yeah. harder to change a path once you're actually already on it. But on it. Yeah. that's um that it's it's a shame. I I I'm you know just kind of bummed to hear that black people are going to that black on black crime thing. We know that's a canard. And I get it. It's it's very frustrating, you know. No, if you go to black churches, you don't. You 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 know. We don't know. You as a as a as a church goer, um, I know I know you're at the Joe Osteen, but as the going to the black church, you you don't hear that rhetoric from black churches that you go to. Um. No, no. As a matter of fact, um, or the black people that go to these churches where there are tons well, of white folks, you don't hear that. I, I attend church virtually, so okay. I'm I'm in a pew of one. But um, I, ooh, um, we we'll probably have to unpack a little bit more of this after the break. But yes, I will just say that um, I get it. I live in a place where it is, where you know, black on black crime is a real issue. But I think you're right, Buck, when you say it reflects uh, a frustration and not knowing how to talk about the, the real issues. You know, the issues that affect the black community are so complex because um, we've been treated like no other minority in the American story has been treated, right? So our, our ills as a community are so unique and, you know, for a lot of reasons, we're not that sophisticated enough as a group to even understand the dynamics that are at play. But it's, but we have to, as a community, get off of that. We have to do better. We just gotta. (laughs) We have to. We have to get rid of that. We have to like put it, put an end, put it. You know, sun. It's time to sunset black on black crime. So we can never let um, black on. What about black on black crime? be the response to our um to our frustrations about all of the the challenges our community has because that immediately lets white supremacy and the the white supremacist hierarchy off the hook so i i really like mm, um like you said buck like it just you know that that does something to your blood pressure when when folks start it just frustrates the shit out of me right there's all this information out here i mean i'm by no means a extra great researcher of anything and i happen to stumble upon scholars and everything else that often talk about white supremacy in its effect and they actually have the stuff they say actually makes their arguments actually make sense a hundred percent of the time right. well but that's um, what yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, just um, just when you look at like all areas of human activity and how white supremacy actually burrows its way into it, whether right. it, it can be seen as like an unseen hand. Yes. And um, and that's that, well, that's why most people don't recognize it for what it is, right? Because it's so yeah. foundational to our society and I, that. And I, and I think it's cowardly and easy, just to like blame these young kids who haven't had any education who live in an animalistic environment uh, because they have no resources whatsoever and it's very easy just to point the finger at them 
um, like we were talking about before, like how, what were you saying? You said that even some of the decision-making in some of the poorer environments, like they're actually the correct decisions for the situation. For the situation. That was, uh, situation. right, and just to so give credit, done, right? give credit where it's due. No, it was uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, in an Atlantic article published a couple of years back about um, talking about these the choices that people in uh, lower, probably the lowest economic, socioeconomic caste in the black community make that to the rest of the community, the middle class and up, we look at it and go, why would you do that? Why would you have, you know, for instance, multiple children by different fathers? And it looks like it doesn't make sense unless you're in that context. And he, you know, spends a lot of time explaining how in that context, that actually is the logical uh, thing to do yeah, for, for a, survival. As, a, as, a, as an investor, I guess. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not going to touch that, but I would say that <laughs> what you're getting at is... Um, is like commercial properties you just get oh like Lord. i'm okay. just kidding don't, no. yeah don't you know how you're gonna get under my trigger you yes <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um but what you're getting at is kind of an overarching theme of some of the stuff that i've talked about um you know some of the more maybe inflammatory things that i've said on this podcast over the months and that's that i get frustrated with black people's naivete and you know uh, mm -hmm. sim simplicity um you know we by and large we we are simpletons i hate to say it but we are and the way we vote the way we don't vote the way we understand politics and the political process the way we are processing you know this issue of quote-unquote black on black crime a canard is really what it is um i I get frustrated with that you know that's why i get frustrated with you and i go off on you sometimes because you be bringing in them arguments and i'm like sitting here you know face palming like oh my god if we don't figure this shit out quickly we are going to be doomed because society is getting away from us um ari mel ari melber uh uh had a great segment on oppression um i guess it was an op-ed on his show tonight the beat with Ari Melber and I recommend everybody go look it up and uh he gives a couple statistics uh did you all know that uh a white person with uh with a high school diploma on average makes more than a black person with yep. a uh college degree mm -hmm. yep did you know that um a white person with a high school diploma makes on average about 10 times what a black person with a high school diploma makes yep 10 times do you know what the average um income of a white person with a high school diploma is i don't know that not a, I, I shouldn't say average it's probably not average but white people with high school diplomas are making as much as a hundred thousand dollars a year and black people with um high school diplomas are settled grouped near that ten thousand dollar mark white or, or employers I won't say white employers but just employers because we know that they're white I think that's redundant um, show a propensity to hire a white person with a record over a black person without a record so 
I, I bring that up to a say... A white person with a record versus a black person without a record. Without a record, right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They show a propensity to hire the white person with the criminal record. Um, so, you know, what, I, what I'm getting at is that um, black people, uh, you know, we as a community, and that's, that's the reason I've been participating in this podcast is, you know, that to whatever extent that we can to have this conversation uh, in our community because we as a whole to me I don't think we get just how cut out of the of the goodies of America we have been I don't think that most black people understand just how they don't um, excluded (laughs) from the spoils of capitalism we have been and you know that's what allows a person to say well you know what about black on black crime these guys in the hood um oh my god that's that's a tiny, you know, that is a, a a symptom of the real problem, which is that how we've been shut out of power and wealth in a country that we co-founded and, and built, right? So um, that's that's my frustration, and I, you know, I I hope that to, you would say co-founded. Yeah, well, but it was founded on the backs of. It was founded on our backs, but we co-founded it with whites. You know, they 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 gave the instructions, we did credit. the work. That's that's a that's a partnership, but you know, it's, it's a uh-huh. fucked up partnership, but it's a partnership. Well, a partnership is yeah. you actually benefit from it. Well, it's exploitation. Well, you know what? I, I'm about to say something. <laughs> I'm about to throw a bomb right now. Oh no! I'm about to it. throw a bomb right now. No, so you did it. You did it to yourself because you you said. It. <sighs> set this up Uh, (laughs) all right raise your hand if you would rather be of of your your African ancestors still in Africa right now virtual show of hands well who knows what Africa would look like if there wasn't the it would look the goddamn same as it looks right now. No, no but no, you're saying that to, to divorce it from all of the colon, colonization that has happened. Colonization. No, 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 I'm colonization. Saying, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, imagine that the the regions of the world um, developed in the same way that history played out. Right, go back 500 years. And would you rather have been a person that escaped capture by the slavers, and therefore your lineage con- continued well, in Africa? Or well, let me answer. Rather have been one of those question, ones that were captured and brought to the New World swiftly. Um, we don't know where the fuck we are from in the great continent of motherland Africa, so we can't say which little state over there we prefer to live than here. America is the None greatest them, country in the world. None of them are good. I wouldn't take any country would, in Africa over America right now. I would take um, there may be some little places I would take depending on there, there's some places Bro. there you could take. Bro. Bro. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So for me, the partnership, yeah, we didn't get paid. <laughs> we got robbed in a in a myriad different ways and uncountable Robs, ways. rapes you're talking about date yes, rapes yes yeah, I'm, I'm talking right date. right yeah well uh, yes exactly long yes. date that's going on for yes. hundreds of hundreds yes of i totally yeah. agree i totally agree um but at least uh i ended up 
here in America. I'd rather be here fighting white supremacy than be there. There fighting white supremacy? Walking around in the dirt with no shoes and no electricity and an outhouse. So that's just me. And yes, I know that's not how all Africans live. I don't know yeah, what, but, the, what the proportion you, is but now. But you know but what? I wouldn't, what, I wouldn't what, take it. What would, what would Europe look like if it had they not plundered Africa? Um, actually, I can answer that. Um, I can answer bad. that. If you look at, no, I, I can awful. actually answer that. No, no, no. Um, that, that's a great question, but it's not, you're not making the point that you think you would. Um, Europe was actually, even without slavery, um, was on and without colonization of the new world and so forth, was on the path to, um, to a sort of, uh, what, how would I describe it? A, um, sort of generic type of capitalism even without slavery or, or, or colonization the, the history the basic history of economic history of Europe was um, they had uh, feudalism um, in the middle ages right so one guy owns the land and all the serfs have no power have no wealth they work the land in exchange for um uh, being able to live on it and they eke out a subsistence uh, living. That's how, that, so that that's where it was birthed. The Irish were slaves too. Right, right. So they went from that feudalism, feudalism system to uh, the mercantile system, which in which uh, you started to see that power dynamic change where these people who didn't have land per se were able to start um, creating goods for trade and so Europe was trading amongst itself and that gave rise to um, a class of merchants that were that gained wealth in their own right so now instead of just the landed gentry being the wealthy uh, people in Europe the, the landed gentry still have their land and their titles those are the nobility but now you've got this class of merchants who are the nouveau riche yeah, and, but they, and out yeah. of the nouveau riche is where you get they they're they're trading right so they're putting their shit on ships and moving it around europe and that's that's the beginning the genesis of them beginning to branch out and that's how they finally wait made their way to uh to africa and realize oh we can trade these yeah but the exploitation so right yes yeah, so the exploitation helped but what i'm saying is that they were still going to develop the way they did anyway because they had figured yeah, out trade they, they, trade yeah, is, but, is the foundation the economic foundation of wealth and they had already figured that out even without us even without trading people they had figured out how to trade goods so okay. they, they were going to be rich so. and, yeah, but in, 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 in Africa you had I mean there's you had trade too there's, there's evidence people were some people were coming to the new world already yeah right and, and all of that is true but they weren't uh, I, I don't know as much about that, uh, about the economic development of Africa, because they don't teach that in schools. That's something that, you know, if I ever am independent, well, it well, wasn't... I don't have to work, I'll look into. But what I'm getting at is that I don't think Africa had a very sy- systematic um, version of trade the way Europe did. Well, you did, well certain things, you know, were, were, were plentiful. I mean, well, right, exactly. Land, Europe, needed, right. Europe needed more, which presents more opportunity for markets. Whereas when stuff is plentiful, you don't even think about commoditizing it. So, yes, that's part of it, too. Hmm. But anyway, the point is, 
you didn't answer the question. Cephas would rather be back in Africa. I'd rather be in the United States. Where you want to be? That's that's a, that's irrelevant. No, I, I wouldn't rather. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, listen, I that, that's that. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you were saying you. Well, yeah, but I'm that's like saying an answer: Africa okay, or America. You're, okay, you're a feminist. I said you have to consider more factors. But, okay, yeah, but, but I'm asking for a binary. Yeah, it's a binary choice. Yeah, but yeah, but Karen, you're you're a feminist, right? Yeah. That so means that, that means that means that you're granting, you're granting all of your your female ancestors who were raped repeatedly you're saying that that's you know I mean that's kind of selfish but I mean, it's neither here nor there it is kind of selfish I, I won't deny Fuck, that it is very I won't selfish. deny that I won't deny that but the, the fact of the matter is that rape happens everywhere rape happens everywhere so to say that <laughs> say that you know might as well get it so is that what they can say in the garden so <laughs> In the middle uh, of some day, right? Break, it's uh, happens everywhere. You know, so, so what you're asking me to do is say it's better to be raped in Africa than it is to be raped in the New World, and I can't say that. I can't say that. How can you? How can you quantify? How can you quantify that enough to make that decision? What I can say is that, as a as a female offspring of West Africa, um, I'm better off in a Western society. For, for in in a rights context, when you just look at rights, I'm better off in the West than I would be in Africa. Um, from an economic standpoint, because of the striving of my ancestors, and probably because due to the miscegenation, right, and the color we turned out, most of my family turned out, you know, whatever color we ended up, uh, that has benefited us in a you know racially in a in a color struck society. So I'm probably better off financially in the United States, even though we're not as wealthy as we would have been had we yeah, been white. Poor we're sort of wealthy rich. than we would be if we were. <laughs> so, but what is but you, you think about a capitalistic society? Yep. And African nations, not every African nation, is a capitalistic society. Right, and, and that's and and the ones those, who aren't. Where's the joy and happiness? They do the happiness in index throughout the na- throughout the world, and. They ain't happy. No, maybe not in Africa, but you think of the happiness index. I don't know what, about Africa, but I remember, I know like the top three happiness index nations aren't capitalistic societies ever. They, yes, they are. They're democratic no, they're socialist not. capitalism. Yes, they are. They're, they're the Nordic countries. The Nordic countries always top that report. Let me see. I'm looking it up. Right Democratic now. socialism is not capitalism. Yes, it is. It's a form it's of socialism. It's a, it's, a, it's a smarter form of capitalism. Yeah. So they marry they marry capitalists and a capitalist economic, economic structure with socialist, democratic socialist political structure. But it's capitalism. You can start a business. Finland, Denmark, oh. Switzerland. Yeah, it's Iceland, always Norway, Netherlands, Sweden, right? It's always New Zealand. It's always the the Nordic countries. They always top that report. As long as I've been an adult. Luxembourg, Austria, Czechoslovakia, oh, Ireland. That's where I'm going. Luxembourg. Anyway, so Finland. Finland's look. number one. Yeah, Finland is I'm, always up there. They they doing great in Finland. All Finland is fly too. I've been to yeah, exactly. Finland. Exactly. Yes, they they all fly because they're democratic socialists, um, and America's going to get there. high. Hotel rooms are like three hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Well, they they all wealthy there too. The average income there 
is crazy high because because they've uh, all paid to, in their taxes right exactly because it's democratic socialism and the high tax rate a lot of africans um, there a lot of a lot of uh, east africans living i bet i, I bet there are tons of black they, they love black culture an african-american there too in a minute but anyway so um y'all don't want to answer the question and that tells me by default that y'all would rather be in America because if it was a clear choice of Africa, they, you'd say it. So but it's I not would, a, but you can't say that. I can't, I can't really say but that. You can't say you, that. I've never been to Africa. I've never lived there or anything. Yeah, and you Africa's don't got been to, oh my all God. the fly blackness that oh my is God. us here in America. So what? to say, Wait, that, say, that, and all the people, say that again? All the fly black folk have been, have come to America. Exactly. Plus all the people that have died during the transatlantic slave trade what? you can't that's, say that because all these brilliant minds may have been lost in africa is what it is now so you can say what it no. is now because of colonialism no, no. and because mm-hmm. of colonialism here and slavery yeah no. i mean you drain i don't if you take for 200 years you take all the people from south america age, to north between america the age of like 15 and 30 for 200 years my point is horrible question. But yeah, that's, that's a my, but that's but they took a question. but we can say horrible that they, no, no it's not a horrible question. <laughs> but it is, what it is is an illuminating question, and you all are just no. mad because I embarrassed you because I had you to admit that white supremacy did you some good. That's all. Anyway, so no, we no. can say we can say that. I'm not. How can you say they did us good? I, I I'm saying America is. I'm no. What I'm saying is America is great because of black people. I'm not saying white people are the shit. White supremacy is great <laughs> because <Yeah>. they <laughs> pulled us from. I'm gonna take that that clip that you just said though out of context and and play it all the time. White supremacy is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just disagree I'm, with I'm the kidding, question. I'm I'm kidding, Cecil. Go ahead. Ah, well, fine. I disagree with the question, and I'm not answering you. And you can misrepresent me and say I said. Africa, but I did not say Africa. You didn't I say Africa, uh, which means that your heart is in America with the white supremacy. Because no, no, it's in America that the fucking place that we fucking built that our ancestors have all of us. Yes, all, no, our you great 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 grandfathers fought in every fucking yes. war. And I, I, I totally agree fighting. with what you in all every said. Every war of that, this nation. You know, America. So yeah. America my heart is, is here. Great, the nation large, that we built. Yeah, in large part built. due to the efforts and contributions of its black builders. Black builders, okay. Builders. Right. Can't say citizens, but builders. Yeah, per- personnel. Creators. Staff. Yeah. Creators, um, builders. So, yeah, you know, that that part is true. And and as to Buck's point, you know, whether uh pillaging the West West, the western coast of uh, Africa of its you know young vigorous people for, for two three hundred years makes a difference I don't think that that's I mean, that sounds like a good point on it makes face, a difference when you but I don't, but I don't think it makes a difference that. well here's what I'm here's here's why I don't think that makes the difference that you're that you're pointing to because it, it ended up being a randomized sample so mm. at, for as many as for as many people as they stole out of Africa, you had a bunch of 15 to 30 year olds that were still left that could have shaped Africa into something and did not. At least, at least here. Oh God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, I 
can't I can't bring myself to say that. All I can say all, it, all say I will it, say, say no, say all it, I will say, say it, is say that it, say black it, people say it, were say put it, black people it, did some productive it. things in the new world. But what were you gonna say? In, but what were you gonna say? No, say what you were gonna say. I can't even say that on I can't say even it. say it on a recording because Why not? that would haunt me. It would haunt me forever that I would that I would dishonor my, my ancestors like that. So no, Okay, I can't good. Say that. Oh, okay, yeah, don't say that. Don't say um, that now. What I will say is that uh that in the context that Africans found themselves in and, and you know, descendants of Africans found themselves their self themselves in in America for the last, you know, five, six hundred years. Um, we that you know that, that capitalist capitalism brought out something amazing in black people, in Africans, and in and in the descendants of Africans, right? Um, you could easily say you could easily argue it, the that it did not bring out in the. You could easily Africa. argue the inverse. We're not we're not going to get into a capitalism discussion and how great capitalism is right now. Well, you could we easily should. argue the different the the inverse of that. And then to say the happiness index is, oh, they're democratic socialists, and that's just a version of capitalism. Yeah, but it's a version of socialism as well. Well, yes, it's a hybrid, so, right? So, right, but so you can't just say pretend like capitalism is the best thing in the world. Capitalism isn't. But it isn't it the is. solution to all. It is it not. It is. It is. It's a solution to wealth. If you want wealth, we're talking about us as black has... folk. If you want and wealth, we're talking history, about capitalism. Clap, history, capitalism for black folk is not the solution for everything. Right, of course. When you look at you look but at a, a saying, nation like Nigeria, mm-hmm. where capitalism thrives and they're suffering through SARS, and it's the wealthy nation that they are because of their oil wealth, and it go and the the nation is still impoverished for the most part. Beyond right. the that's the, because they don't have a true form of capitalism. They that do. is a true, that a is working a, true form. a working form a working form of capitalism. Capitalism has been proven over the last few millennia to be the best form, the best system if you want to create wealth. Now, what is capitalism? Real capitalism is founded upon the I mean, idea. If you want to be Jeff Bezos, it, it, the real yeah, capitalism. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me explain because you all are missing a key point. Real capitalism is founded upon this idea of a free market, real competition. We don't have real competition in in the United States. And that's how we, we get the oligarchs, the 1%. They must not have, I don't know a whole lot about the Nigerian economy, but they but their results show that they clearly do not have a real form of market capitalism. If they did, it would be benefiting young entrepreneurs. So that tells me, you know, their results tell me all I need to know about their system. So they don't actually have a working, functioning form of capitalism. What made America great, in part, was that it allowed white entrepreneurs to, uh, and I, when I say great, I just mean wealthy. I don't mean good. So don't don't jump on me. What made what allowed America to generate the wealth that it did for white people is that it. They're, they're, the form of capitalism allowed any Tom, Dick, and Harry to go out there and if he had a good idea or he could scrounge up enough money or uh, to buy a slave or he was lucky enough to inherit a few, you could use that free labor in an entrepreneurial pursuit and make money from that. So that's, you know, it, it's 
the form of capitalism that America had worked great for but that, for but that didn't oh yeah but that was his, that was its intent so I'm just saying that capitalism in and of itself, you strip away, you know, don't don't bring into race, don't bring into it race or uh, class consciousness or any of that kind of stuff. Just look at the different forms of the way an economy can be organized. Capitalism is by far the best at creating wealth for the, the most amount of people. Now, yes, we know from our own lived experience that when you start adding into it other elements like racism and all of that um it or, or classism that it breaks down but I mean, has it really worked to its potential when you no it take hasn't. part take part of your population and hold it back and no it, it hasn't that's what that article was about that i shared with y'all yeah no that's what that article i shared with y'all last week was about the uh black economists that calculated that uh racism and discrimination has cost the american economy hold on, hold on. trillion dollars in gdp in hold on. 20 years but hold on a second i i share the article first let's just make that correction uh sorry sir you did not because you you put a flame under it when i shared it because you were like this is good and we should talk about it on the pod their receipts okay maybe i'm wrong like always. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. But yes, you know, that's so yes, it does hold um it holds America back. And that, you know, that that's about the sickness of, of racism and white supremacy that they'd rather be a little poorer just to feel better about oppressing us than let us, you know, take the shackles off of us, let us go ham and do what we do naturally. Uh, which is innovate and create and kill shit in you know in the in the best possible sense of that expression um, and make America really great uh, again Magra I think <laughs> anyway so <laughs> should we take that sound bite and <laughs> no don't take that out of context please please <laughs> Um, I voted for Biden. I voted for Biden. You can't do that. But, um, you know, that's all I'm saying is that for me, um, I asked myself that question as a kid, like, do I wish that, you know, whatever ancestor of mine got snatched up and put on the, in the bowels of that ship that had to cross the Atlantic, would I be better off or how would I feel if like somehow they, you know, just wriggled out of the slave catchers grasp and There's a whole bunch just of escaped well we don't know how many okay no. No, we don't know I, I like to think it was just one every grandparent <laughs> it doubles the numbers double and um okay fine lord lord lord, lord. I, but i ask myself that from time to time lord. And, and every time i see something about africa I just go oh you know mm. that dark continent i actually had a friend say that once did, I swear to God, I did not say this, but you know, she said sometimes you look around at black folks or Africa. I forget what what the context of the conversation we were having was, but she said, you know, sometimes you look around and you be you be glad somebody raped your grandmother. Oh my lord! And I, yes, that was that was my reaction when she said that too. I was like, whoa, whoa! But you know, you gotta like say well. 
the only point that I wanted to make uh, is that while you all were crying about uh, what Africa couldn't do um, because of colonialism, keep in mind that there was a period, uh, a, a lengthy period, in fact, between when um, the majority of Africans were stolen from Western Africa and when the era of colonialism began in earnest. So in terms of deciding where you want to be, whether you want to be in uh, America or whether you rather your ancestors had continued on in Africa, and you say, oh, we can't decide because we don't know what Africa would have been. Yeah, you do know what Africa would have been. Africa would have been what it is right now. It would be no different because they had time to get their act together if they wanted and they did not. That's why they were poised and ripe for being colonized. So yes, for me, the answer is decidedly, I, you know, as regrettable as slavery is, I am very much uh, pleased to be an African-American and not an African. So there's your, so that, that whole argument you all had about, um, Oh, we don't know what Africa would have been, so we can't answer that question. Well, I don't, but I, I'm also pleased to be an African American because of, I'm proud of what we and our ancestors built, how we created America. Africa, I mean, America is created on the backs of us as right. So then, black. why not be able to say? cultural innovators where you would whether you would if you had to choose whether you would have rather your lineage continued solely in Africa or that it played out the well, way we don't here in the new we world. don't know much about our lineage in Africa to really say yes, and that's the reason why yes we don't do. no you don't yes, you no do. you you would we be, don't you, you would don't be some dusty blue collar person walking around in short pants and and shoeless just like all the rest of them well, you would have been happy because of the weather. You wouldn't have been in your cold neck of the woods. You wouldn't have to turn the heat up and wear it in I the like summertime. A, I like a four-season climate. I would be devastated to be in subtropical. Because you just like you like running up that power bill. Yeah, I love running up my power bill. Um, I like snow. I like a, a, a real spring. And, uh, you know, I lived in the southeast, uh, southeastern United States for a long time. And it was miserable. You like it for nostalgic reasons. You don't like it for practical reasons. It doesn't make your life better for what you need. You you keep you have the heat on in the summertime in July. No, I don't have the heat on in the summertime. <laughs> I just don't run the AC. I never run my AC well, unless I have the company. Same thing. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Y'all the ones running around talking about is. Africa yeah, is so great. Be at be an African in Africa right now. You wouldn't have no AC, more than likely. So embrace yeah. it. People in Africa have AC. Do they? They do. Hell yeah. I just want to, uh, I know somebody that just moved to Africa and went back and he did a tour of his house. Yeah, you can't, I just looked at you can't, and I'm like, you, can't oh, judge, you, can't, you can't judge anybody you know. You only know. Yeah, I think that person probably is probably uh, Uber elite. Elite. You, know, you, know you don't know about? real people. I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't know real yeah. people. It was a fly little spot, right? Yeah, but... I mean, shit. I mean, his experience and right is abnormal. Say typical. Trying to go over there, right? Say typical. That's all I'm saying. And they don't exactly like they won't like one of those one of the gripes some of the new black media have with Africa is you can't. There's really nowhere you get real dual citizenship, and 
never like they they not they really, don't want us. They're not really in, yeah, they're not exactly. accepting of us. Not accepting us at all. You know, we you have to do bring be bringing a whole bunch of money and everything to the table if you're gonna go over there and even abode in Ghana, let's say. So well that's the same as everywhere. Um I found a list of uh places you could go and buy dual citizens citizenship essentially you can make an investment and apply and uh everybody wanted a minimum 200 grand yeah 200k um, investment into some property or something right and if you wanted uh you know a cash uh, a, a tier one first world uh country in western europe then you needed a million and up and up I mean, so we'll see. a couple places you needed thing to is that people don't get charged that when they want to come over here Nope. Put that kind of investment in. That's the other thing. Well, that's because nobody wants very because American citizenship is coveted. It used to be at least. It probably is not now. You probably mm-hmm. was coveted. That, that all all the more reason to charge for it. Twenty twenty million or how many? A hundred million, two hundred million Africans being stolen off off of west the coast of Western Africa did not change what happened. The dynamics that were at play on the continent. Our leaving, our uh, ancestors leaving, didn't have nothing to do with what what we left behind. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't really have a great amount of people to fight when all the young people are being taken for yes, you do two or two hundred years straight. Yes, you do. That many people. You don't. People you think care? you think the population was that decimated? You don't think there was I'm still just, hundreds what, of millions what, what, what of people what, still yeah, on but, the continent? No, no but there what were. I'm saying, what, yeah, but what I'm saying is that well, that's a that's a subject for one of my deceased professors one of the arguments he used to make about which is the effect of having of 200 years of having your people 18 to 30 a lot of them being stolen out of your uh out of your region and then when you when you need a fighting force you don't really have all the people you need to have because those are your fighters like those why would you need it why would you need a fighting force uh, not getting invaded by Europe, <laughs> by European countries. They could have had, they could have had ten times the the bodies that they had when Europe came to colonize. It wouldn't have made no difference. Europe had uh, had advanced weaponry compared to the Africans. They didn't have no firepower. Mm-hmm. They were getting they were getting colonized either way. That's my point. Is that nothing was going to stop that? The Europeans just had too much going for them by the time. They they rolled up on on Africa to colonize it. Mm-hmm. They just had too much too much shit that the Africans did not have. So they you could have had all two hundred million of us that were stolen off the uh, continent still on the continent. It wouldn't have made no difference you, when they line up their little bayonets and muskets and they cannonball. Well, they, a lot of times they didn't even want to go in, into the interior. There was a right. long time Europeans didn't go into the interior of Africa. There was a you know a reason for that. Well that's my that's my point is that Africa had plenty of time to organize itself into a modern uh structure, some sort of modern society between the time of uh, yeah, but they were, uh the they slave were, trade, the height of it and and the the, the when colonialization well, a lot of them were getting paid. So well that's my point that's my point is that all you the excuses you're bringing up are the reasons why it the african history in that region in western africa was not going to play out any differently than it did it didn't matter whether we was there our ancestors were there or not 
you know, it uh, sure, you know, it makes some difference. It makes some difference if you have, you know, generations worth of your, um, you know, uh, people and their, you know, your young adults stolen. Sure, that makes some difference, but it wouldn't have changed the fact that the Europeans had better technology, better weapons, uh, and and more money, and that the Africans, because they did not have uh, those um, more sophisticated societal structures were able to be bamboozled, just like the Native Americans. Sell Manhattan for $24 worth of beads. Yeah, but that, that was some swindling shit, though. It wasn't swindling. Some nefarious. It wasn't swindling. swindling. It wasn't swindling. It was, it, was the, it was the fact that the Native Americans did not have a concept of value because their society wasn't that, organized that way. Yeah, that, which makes it, in fact, makes it swindling. Okay. okay. Fine. <laughs> I, won't, I won't. I won't disagree with you that it was. They got a. They got a raw deal. That in in point of fact, you know, from where we stand today, yes, they got a raw deal. But my point is that they made that trade. They entered into that trade voluntarily. So did the Africans. So did the Aztecs. So did the uh, the Incas. The the Europeans rolled up on them and was like. You know, we want well, you to go. Um, They're like, said, fine, you, take it. It doesn't mean said, anything to us. That's that germ warfare too. But well, that too. You know. But you know, but the Africans weren't facing that. I, we actually, for whatever reason, uh, were not uh, as as um, vulnerable to to that as the uh, people in the in North and South America. But anyway, you you get what I'm saying? Like, so you know, you can talk all that talk about, oh, it would have been different. It wouldn't have been different. I don't think it would have been that different. I really don't because it's not different now right they how long has colonialism been over about 50 60 years in most places it's and, lasting well that's what that's over colonialism but that's what that's over okay colonialism, but there's still economic colonialism still. Sure. nigeria's name oh you can't say that some white british woman who said oh let's name this place nigeria and that's the name of the fucking country. You can't well, say colonialism is over. Okay, it's not. But, but they that's still my speak point. English. The that's Queen's my, English. That is, still... That's my point is that so so if you are that capable of of uh doing amazing things, wouldn't that be the first thing that you changed? Is hey, we don't have to call ourselves what our oppressors called us anymore. No, because those oppressors have empowered a They've empowered a power structure that stays in place because they're beholden to that power that was propped up by white colonialism, and now they have wealth. If you that really wanted, if you really were serious about change and reform, you would cast that off. Look at the uh, the Indians, right? They renamed not, um, they renamed uh, what city was that? Was it Calcutta? They renamed that shit. They were like, we're not going with the what the English name. Bombay. It. Yeah, yeah. Bombay from Mumbai. Okay, thank you. Right, they renamed it. That's what I'm saying. That you telling me the Africans can't can't see that for themselves? They can't decide to make yeah, that I choice. I don't know why they don't. They sitting on. They sitting on the, the Cameroon because that's the, the same. You can't even say India still believes in the caste system. Yeah, of course they do. And it's still ran by the caste system. Of course, system. So I I, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're totally the name free. Of the I'm, I'm not. Civil. I'm not saying they're totally free of it. But that's an important symbolic step. That's an important symbolic step. You just said that the Nigerians, you know, to their detriment, won't do it. And you're I'm saying, saying it's you saying no. My, I'm saying that as an example of colonialism is not over. Well, of course, I'm saying colonialism isn't, isn't over. And it's, you say it's been sixty. 
No, it's still lasting and it will be everlasting because people in power, because of colonialism, they're not willing to give that power up. And they have so much power, just like here. We live in a nation that is ran by white supremacy and we have Donald Trump uh, as our president right now fucking this nation up because white people are unwilling to let go of a little inkling of their white supremacy to let non-whites get a little bit of equity not even not even really not even equity equality not even really even equality some parity yeah even something like a semblance of it not even not even those two things right not even the real thing but yeah even even just like a mention of it and they're saying well let's fuck it up but blow it all up our you know so so what i'm hearing you say is that there's a parallel between the the struggle of casting off colonialism in western africa and there's a parallel between uh, African Americans' struggle for um, civil rights and economic rights and parity in the United States. Is that fair to say? Mm, it's not quite the same. No, it's not quite the same, but there's a parallel. That's why I say it's a parallel, not an equivalency. But um, what I was getting at is just that you know, they have the advantage of being on their home turf. They have the advantage of not being outnumbered. Yeah, like yeah. I get why I get why, you know, it's harder for us to cast off the the shadow of, of Jim Crow and, and slavery, but they don't have that. You know, they're you know, but you know, yes, the the systems are in place from colonialism, but they should still have some mechanism. You know, the Asians have had to do it, the Chinese, um, the Japanese, uh, the Indians, you know, a lot of folks have had to cast off the, you know, the the yoke of colonialism, and I don't. They're all still third world countries, and you know, and you know. Well, what? not not uh, not so much in Asia. At a at a grand most of most of China. Mm, not most of it, uh, and it's changing rapidly. It's changing rapidly, rapidly. As a matter of fact, I think uh, their GDP finally uh, exceeds. Uh, you have you have you have South Korea, Japan, hubs of China, Taiwan, Hong Kong. Aside from that, where else in Asia that's not a third world? Uh, the whole entire coast, all those uh, major cities: Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong. Uh, that's not that's not where those billions Wan- of people Wandong, are. That's not where that billion Wandong, people are. Guangdong Province. Or wherever that is, they where those, they the iPhone. Those little cities, those cities have those people Hunan, in third world conditions. Wuhan, Wuhan looked look like a real nice place to live till that virus broke out. Anyway, um, but you mentioned the Japanese. How did they do it? weren't they weren't they uh, oppressed? You know, you know how they did it. Wasn't Hong Kong oppressed? The United States came in and gave a bunch of money to build that yeah, build Marshall, that nation Marshall back up. Yeah, the Marshall okay, Plan well, came in there and built that place back up and isn't said, that here you go, what, this little country. Isn't that what happened uh, with the I, what the IMF and the... Um, no, because it, it wasn't alone. Yeah. It, was, no. it, was, it, was, it was direct cash. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's, it's, the Marshall it Plan was it cash. It was cash. It wasn't alone. It wasn't loans. Yeah, where we just basically... The IMF now, the IMF is why Africa's fucked up. Because all these black nations are indebted to the IMF. Mm, and they're living they in are. debt. I, I, no, I know that they are. What I'm saying is that doesn't have to be 
the reason they're messed up. Their reason they're messed up is that's they exactly why they're messed. They up. don't the, no. The reason they're messed up is because they don't use the loans. Wasn't I just talking to you about this? You know, if you're gonna get the loan, if you're gonna take out a loan, you need to do something constructive with it. They never do anything constructive with it, as far as I know. Like build your build a road system. Do it. Why do they kill Interstate Gaddafi? highway they killed Gaddafi uh, project. He wanted to start a United States of Africa. That's why Gaddafi was too dangerous for them. I oh, know that's yeah. a bit of conspiracy he theory. Own, he wants to start his, his own uh, currency. No, well, they could, you know, all of that is fine, right? Those are the ideas that they need. You know, why why it failed in his case, um, you know, that's, that's a little bit more complex. But point is that I feel like Africa could be doing more uh, than it is, and it's not. Well, if, 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 if we're if we're sabotaging every turn here, what makes you think that that doesn't happen abroad? Because they govern themselves. Even if it, they are don't puppet, they puppet do not. Even if they even if they puppet are government. under, even if they are puppet governing, and even if they are under the influence of colonial powers you ever heard still, of CIA? they it's... still get to govern themselves yes i have heard of <laughs> yes i have but hey iran worked worked around the cia cia didn't fuck with nobody more than they fuck with iran yeah, they still iran, made it iran it's possible a, a wartime posture at all times well that's what africa should do too Africa's if anybody if anybody should take a a, a, a constant wartime posture is is Africa shit a thousand years of, of human history should teach us that so it's nothing wrong with that that's what the Chinese do that's what you do you spend on your military you build your infrastructure lay some roads lay some some uh lay a power grid put in some broadband they, Chinese what they're doing that they don't um the you know a lot of those countries you know i won't say all a lot of those countries just mishandle the money because they're not interested in no it's it's because they're led by puppets who are who are who are are puppets so that they can mishandle the power of that nation they're they're put there the the point like banana republics yeah the point is to keep them in debt forever and also and also siphon off resources from them yeah, we know what the okay. point is, right? We get that, but so why would they put them? Still saying, still saying, it, it's no, it, it's not a whole lot different than the ways that they trap Black Americans in, uh, in poverty and in disenfranchisement. It's not a whole lot different. Exactly. And but <laughs> so. but but we have managed to persevere and and build some structures, and some of us have broken through. No, but. I mean, nobody in Africa is like that, like that, like that analogy. I don't football. think any you, of those countries, maybe Ghana to an extent, maybe Kenya partially, but none of those countries have been a success story. Because they've intentionally been kept. Right. Away. Just like we are, just like we have been here, but there's still black people who managed to break through. There's, there's only all a few. sorts of, a no, not, not all, not only a few, not only a few. Um, according to a book, uh, I think it was a, uh, Eugene from uh, the Washington Post wrote a few years ago he um, he diagrams the black community into like four quadrants the you know the upper elite all the folks that Cephas knows and then the working class folks and the um, the lowest of the low underclass and some middle group uh, in between uh, there but 
you know the the upper class being the the Oprahs and the Michael Jordans and the Will Smith. Gene Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. He write he writes books, and that's a book he wrote. I think I think it was him. Uh, I remember this was years ago. I'll have to look it up, but I want to say it was it was his book. But I remember him being a, on MSNBC talking about it. If he didn't write it, yeah. he was discussing. But, from, but from what I know but, about, African but you know what I'm what I'm saying. What, where I was going with that was just that um, there's a whole quadrant of black people who have managed to work the system and get ahead despite all of the the um, um, booby traps they put on our path. But we nobody can't, is caring. A broke clock is is correct twice a day, isn't it? Yeah, but we're talking about more. We're talking about more than, um, you know, that handful of instances you want to make it. Like these guys I'm watching play football right now on, on national television. They, a lot of them made it financially, but for every one of them, there's a million dudes who didn't make the NFL. Sure, but there's still who are, um, who are broken still, down and still what a hundred regular shit there's still a hundred of them this integration the splintering of black america is that the book uh probably i don't remember the name of it but if that's 2010 yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah um but you know that's for each squad there's what 50 60 people how many people are on the roster yes 53 plus the um practice Plus the practice squad, but I mean, come on. But everybody is getting paid a a, a great wage. So those yeah, are. But for every, yeah, but for every one of them. But, but that's not what. Not that's even, not. But that's you. There you go again. You're you not saying. You're not saying focus. You're going off on a tangent. I'm not talking about the the masses. I'm talking about how many people are in that upper income tier because of football. It's a, that's a sizable number. When you multiply well, fifty three plus a practice practice squad times thirty two teams, or how and many divide, teams and divided by how many black people are in that city, more than like less. That's nothing. Well, that's just one. Sure. We're just looking at one tiny little aspect yeah. in football. But there's okay. a there's a ton of of black people who are in medicine and technology and finance and you name it. That's that's not what the what the reparations and, and other wealth numbers say uh well that's that's you know you should do a for every, more, you should do a little bit more research well we were just talking about that for every was it one what a white family holds ten dollars for every yeah that's right $1? that's 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 for yeah that's for um one dollar for every uh uh 20 they hold 20 but, jesus so um but that is so that you're talking, that's you're talking about across a drop in the bucket is is but it means something just because it might not be 50 percent of the black community is making pro football money doesn't mean that you don't need them to but but they're barely but most of the black community that's why like you never see white athletes have to oh come back to the community and do this and do that the, the well, of course why they say that about the yeah, black players because yeah. black community actually needs it I get that, but what I'm saying is that um, that you know we are um, nah, I mean you're basically saying my train about black on black crime and no that, no no I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not at argument. all I'm not at all don't you can't reduce like, I never I never say 
what about black on black crime <laughs> so you can't uh you can't reduce it to that um but you know yeah we're not i'm not saying that you know white folks get asked white pro pros get asked to come back and invest in the community um what i'm saying is that it's not as what the the larger point was that african countries could do better than they're doing you said the same thing we got to do better well what about black on black crime we do have to we do have to be our own worst enemy no i didn't didn't say that you you basically recited no i didn't say that did not not go there um (laughs) uh, i don't know that was that was a lyric and it's actually funny uh but um what i'm saying is that you can persevere around great obstacles that's all yeah i mean you can complete fourth and 20 but very much likely you're not going to do it but you can, but it's possible. But, but, but so, when the other groups so you can't first and ten every down, it, it's pretty difficult. It's not about what other groups are doing. It is. It is not. It's about what are we doing? Then you're, then you're, then you're going against your own argument for reparations. Like, hey, we should be able to just bootstrap our way out of it, right? Out of the wealth gap. Well, we would, but we know that it's not possible because of those systemic obstacles they put in front of us. Bingo. Like, Period.